can anyone, whether they want to work in a language school or privately from their own laptop anywhere in the world, create a rewarding and impactful career teaching English as a second language, even if they are just starting out or have no teaching experience or ability. Hi, my name is Lynette Kim and here on the TESOL Talk podcast, I aim to answer that very question. According to the National Institutes of Mental Health, the number one fear that ranked 75% of people said that public speaking is the number one fear. Now, I find this amazing because I'm terrified of snakes. I'm scared of heights. I don't like really crowded places, thunder and lightning. I mean, you name it, I'm frightened. Actually, the only thing I'm not frightened hugely obvious spiders, which is ridiculous because I I was bitten by a white-tailed spider and had a hole in my foot for over a year. So it, it's crazy. You'd think that that would be my fear, but it's, that comes nowhere near to snakes. I just don't like things that don't have limbs. It's just, ugh. But anyway, it, it is amazing to think that that number one fear for people in general is public speaking. And the reason that I'm actually bringing this up is a lot of people I talk with will love to take control of their lives and love to have a new career and enjoy meeting people and getting out there, uh, traveling the world or changing their lives and, and having a tree change, traveling around their country and just working out of a van or um, working while on the road or even just working from home. And, you know, teaching English as a second language is absolutely the number one way to do that. I mean, unless you have a career in something that you love and enjoy, there's really no other way that you're going to have the freedom to get to meet people and enjoy human connection while doing going wherever you want and living wherever you want. So, but the thing that will hold people back from that is that aspect of public speaking and what do we do about it? And, you know, it is very real and I've experienced this in my own family. I have a niece and, you know, I've been doing ESL teaching for over 30 years, giving away my age and study tours is a big part. Of, well, well, it used to be a really big part of that. And um, on the Gold Coast in Queensland, we had study tours twice a year, really huge ones and lots of students coming from Asian countries. And I'd take my niece along with me when she got to around 12 years of age and she would accompany me on study tours and, and the tour companies loved it because, you know, there were some Australian kids. It was during the holiday season and, you know, the children from overseas would get to interact with Aussie kids. So it was a great thing and she loved it. But suddenly she got to the age where, you know, she was – it wasn't just a case of just following along. She was getting older. And when she got to, you know, be around 15, 16, she was just getting that bit more self-conscious and, and all of those teenage angsts start coming into play. And the interesting thing about my niece is that she's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, she she's absolutely stunning and she can't walk into a room or anywhere without being noticed. And I think that that started to play on her mind and she worried then about how she appeared. Her hair had to be perfect. She, you know, had a bit of a nail biting thing for a while. And, and so this got in the way. So the thing that she loved doing, the study tours and coming along, all of a sudden that became a public 
fear. Like she was aware that, you know, she was attracting attention and this really started to freak her out. And so it came to a head once. We had a study tour happening. By this stage, she was, I think, 16, 15, 16, something like that, maybe 17. And um, we hadn't done a study tour for a year and I brought her along and we had to get on to the bus with the students. This was the first time we were meeting the students. Now, these were students from China um, and they were on average around 14 to 16 years of age. So I hop on the bus with, and all the students are sitting on the bus and we're going to the, the venue where they're going to be taught. And my niece, Courtney, was running late and she came and she, she jumped onto the bus and as she spoke, climbed up the steps and just turned and looked down the aisle of the bus for a seat to sit in, the whole bus just went dead silent. Just absolutely, you could have heard a pin drop. And Courtney just felt that. She, you know, she looked at me and I just said, grab a seat. And she had to walk halfway down the aisle to the only seat that was vacant, which was next to a student by the window. So she sat down in in her seat and the second she sat, all the students, I mean, they all just got up and they're all just taking photos of her as if she was famous. And she just completely freaked out and she like had her head down and, and she was just, you know, mortified at the thought of it and the poor thing. And I really felt for her because, you know, for her, this, this gave her like a stage fright. She didn't understand what was taking place and why this was going on. And, and it really gave her anxiety. And I was like, oh my goodness. So we arrived at, the venue and the students all went off and the agents sent them to their different classes, um, getting ready for the the lesson to begin in a half an hour. And um, so Courtney and I had a chat and she's like, oh my goodness, what was that? And I'm so nervous, I can't handle it. And, And I just said to her, look, hi, it's Lynn here. I hope you're enjoying this episode of T Cell Talk. I just want to let you know that if you want to teach English as a second language, then the best way to get started is by getting your TESOL certification. Of course, my recommendation for the best TESOL course is a TESOL Australia course because I wrote those. I wrote them because there are so many important things I felt were missing in TESOL courses that were on offer. So I put everything in that I wish I had been taught when I was first starting out. If you have any questions or if you need someone to help you figure out a plan to create a rewarding and impactful career teaching English as a second language, simply go to our website, tesolau.com. That's T-E-S-O-L-A-U.com and fill in the form to get professional advice on your exact situation. Also, if you ask for the TESOL Talk discount, we will give you an extra 100 off the course of your choice. Now let's get straight back to the episode. You know the industry, you've been doing this since you were young. I mean, now, you know, you've had a year's break and you've grown up and, and you know, you're at an age where people are going to notice you. You're treated like an adult now. Um, and so, you know, nerves are going to come into play where you, before you were a kid, interacting with kids, you didn't care. Now, all of a sudden, this is all different. And so she had this anxiety and she's like, I just feel so nervous. I don't know what to do. I feel like they're watching everything. And so, you know, she did some breathing exercises and we talk, I talked her through it and I'm like, remember, who is this about? And she's like, it's about them. I'm like, that's right. And so 
what do you need to do? She goes, I need to focus on them. I'm like, yes, that's right. This is about the students. This is about their experience. They're here to have a great time. They want to, you know, meet you know, English speaking people and interact with them. So this is very exciting for them. And so if you can think of it from a position of empathy and you can think of it from the position that it's about them and it doesn't matter about you, you can do, you know, whatever and it's not going to and and you don't have to focus on yourself. You just need to focus on the students. And I said to her, you're going to have to make a decision. They're going to want to take pictures with you because that's standard with study tour. I mean, they always take pictures with the teachers and things like that. And uh, and if you're employed to work on a study tour, you can just, you know, number one, you can expect that. that that's a given. Um, I said, so they're going to want to do that because they're just so happy to have a foreigner to interact with. Um, and if you were overseas in their country as a study tour student, you would be the same. You'd be wanting to take photos with the foreign teachers. Um, and so you're just going to have to make the decision. Can you stop focusing on yourself and put that all of that anxiety aside and instead focus on the students and giving them a good time and making people happy? If you can focus on making people happy, rather than how you feel and, you know, your own anxiety, then, you know, you will completely transform this entire experience. So she made that mental decision to do that. She was brave. Um, and so then when the students were all lined up for their classes, you know, there they were, cameras in hand, and the transformation of Courtney just that perception change on her part. She actually stood up and she said to the class, and I was so proud of her. She's like, okay, who wants a photo? She put her hand up, who wants a photo? And they all put their hands up, they're like, me, me, me. And so she stood there and smiled and she called each student up in turn and put her arm around their shoulder and took a photo with them, girls, boys alike, it didn't matter. And some of them then stood with her in groups and took group shots and everything. And this went on for a half an hour before the class started and from that point she had just made the decision that she was going to spend her time making them happy and she just forgot about her anxiety her whole anxiety went out the window and then we couldn't stop her like she was in the classroom and she was going to assist me like she'd always assisted like handing things out and playing the games with students and joining groups of students and helping students in groups that were having difficulty or the lower level students but this transformed her and she went from doing that to actually running a lot of the activity so I was there in the class as the teacher but she took over as teacher's assistant and she was writing on the board giving them instructions, running the games. I basically became the assistant, which is fantastic because watching that transformation of her as a person was so um, heartwarming, but also it meant I was doing my job. I was training her, I was facilitating her development, and in turn, she's facilitating the learning of the students in, according to their needs. So the students were loving it. They were having a great time. Now, Courtney does look quite older for her age. They probably assumed she was 19 or 20, but it didn't matter because... Um, I was there as the main teacher, but it was just interesting that she went from like, we, 
before this, you know, when she had just grown up that little bit to where she was doing makeup and her hair and dressing differently, she had become one of these people that when she'd walk into a shop, she'd keep her head down. And it was ridiculous because she is so attractive, but she would have her head down. She didn't like people staring at her. If she, you know, I made a mistake once we were at a shopping center and, um, and she went up an escalator and a bunch of people were staring. And I said, oh, my God, those people are looking. And I shouldn't have said a word because after that she was just like, I want to go home. She she just didn't like it. It gave her anxiety. So the thing was is she went from that to not caring about it anymore because she had realised that if she focused on other people and, and what she could do for them, then it wasn't about her anymore and she didn't feel like she was the focus any longer. The focus had shifted from her and it enabled her to control that anxiety. And like today, she's confident, she's out there, she doesn't get that anxiety anymore. She used to, I have to go and, you know, put suntan lotion on to make myself look tanner because she's quite pale skinned and all this stuff. Now, she doesn't care. It's not even an issue for her, which is amazing. But the fact was, is what I've always tried to emphasize to teachers and people who want um, to do this, want to teach English as a second language and, and enjoy that fulfillment in life of really being part of other people's lives and being able to make a difference for other people, um, but have anxiety. And that's what I've always said to them, focus on the class. That's what you need to do. Don't worry about it. Actually, stage fright is part of it. And I've had stage fright myself. Uh, the first time I ever trained a group of TESOL teachers, so this isn't ESL teaching now, this is um, was Australian teachers in a classroom situation. I think there were something like 30 teachers, well, people there who wanted to be ESL teachers. So they were TESOL course participants. Um, and a lot of things had gone wrong that night. I'd got lost trying to find my way to the venue where I was to train. It was the first time I was doing it and the bosses were watching. I was actually called to fill in for someone. And um, so I get there and I was nervous and I started to teach and I started hyperventilating. My, my breath was hitching like that. Like when I was talking, I could feel it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And um, I was looking at the material that I had to do and I had an overhead projector, which was awkward to use, and I was, like, not being very successful with that. And the people were looking at me and there was just that moment, you know, that defining moment where you know things could go one way or the other and you don't want the other. And so... I just told myself off in my head, I, this stage fright is ridiculous. And I took a deep breath and took a moment. And in my head, I'm going, you know, I told myself to shut up. I'm like, shut up, you stupid. I gave myself a name. And I'm like, get a hold of yourself. This isn't about you. This is about what these people need. They're here not to watch you. They don't care about you. They won't even remember what you look like. But they need to understand how this material that I'm presenting is going to apply to them. I need to flesh that out and explain it to them. So it's one thing for them to have head knowledge to read. These are the skills and this is what you need to do. It's another thing for them to hear actual real-life examples and understand its application properly. And so I just took that breath and then I just 
started, I looked at different individuals in the room and I just started speaking to people and looking at people instead of trying to pretend that they weren't there. Um, And I just started to speak from the heart and tell them, look, you know, these things are going to go wrong. The rule is if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. This is what you do to save it. This is why you do this. This is how you do that. And this is an example. And the minute I stopped focusing on myself and how I felt, you know, the the you know, hyperventilating and, and the anxiety, that all just melted away. It didn't exist anymore. In fact, I didn't exist. It was simply um, a, the part of me that had the knowledge and the understanding and the experience connecting with the people who wanted it and I was focused on that and that is just such a beautiful sweet spot and so don't feel that you know if anxiety is an issue for you don't feel that you can't overcome it because you can it's a shift of focus and you know if you care and you enjoy the interaction with others and you want to make a difference in people's lives that is what you focus on if you focus on that and that connection with other people it doesn't matter if you're teaching online it doesn't matter if you're teaching face-to-face in class it doesn't matter if you're speaking to uh one person or a whole room of people, that will transcend everything else and you will feel the room, like the energy of the room just becomes, just that has that electric feeling where you know you're connecting with people and, you know, you have this exchange of, you know, feeling and empathy and you will get through to them and you will make a meaningful difference in their lives and they will make a meaningful difference to you because the more that you connect with these people, the more you get their energy and the more you realise that, you know, that human connection um, will make a difference and, you know, your teaching will be on another level because you're not focused on yourself and, you, you know, everything is about how you're helping each other. So, as I said, you know, anxiety is a big thing and I've gone through it myself. I've had stage fright and my nieces, I've seen the example of my niece. So if these things are an issue for you, that's why the courses that we have at TESOL Australia, the international courses particularly, are written to help you understand things, concepts like transformational leadership. And we include that from the perspective of transformational teaching, how to focus on others, how to help others achieve their personal best, how to look at students um, individually and as a whole room, a group of students, how each student can contribute to the benefit of the entire classroom and it be about them. And that will take away your anxiety automatically. You're facilitating all of this wonderful learning um, and personal growth that's going on within the room.